I did a lot of thinking within that year. And I also was really stressed before beginning that year because you know what happens to someone when they equate their self-worth to achieving things and all of a sudden they have nothing to achieve? I was terrified of what would happen to me. I was terrified of what would happen to my self-worth. She's back from the dead, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Shit Talk. It has been quite a freaking while. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify, I suggest that you head on over to my YouTube channel that I just started and I'm gonna be filming episodes there. So if you're more of a visual listener, then head on over there and catch me or watch me <laughs> doing this week's episode. So I did a lot of thinking on my time off. Um, I sat in my thoughts a lot and my mind was working overtime. Whenever I take a hiatus like this, it's usually because one of two things are happening. One, I'm either so insanely depressed that I have no motivation to do anything and my creativity is just completely blocked, or I have made it my mission to put my life back together. And I guess you can assume that it could have been both, but I have to admit that it was more so the latter. I came to a point um, a couple months ago where I felt like my life was just stagnant and I wasn't doing anything with my life that was considered productive. And so I realized, Paula, it's time to get real. It's time to reapply to school, find a job, or to find something that on paper looks like you're being productive. Before I get into exactly what happened, let me just rewind back to when I got sick. <laughs> That's how literally all of my um, episodes are, when I got sick. Because this is all just a reflection moment, okay? It's all a process and every single um, moment from getting diagnosed to being sick has taught me so much and has woken me up in more ways than one. Um, so I say that a lot, but it's, it's with proper meaning. As I was saying, before I got sick, I was attending college. I was working two part-time jobs while doing like freelance video creation on the side. So altogether, it was a full-time job, um, equating to full-time hours. And I was doing the absolute most so that at the end of the day, I could get into bed and say to myself, good job, Paula. We were productive today. Now, I have been that way since I was little, since I can remember. Since I first started school, if I didn't see a 90 or higher on my test page and if I didn't get all my homework done by the end of the day, I wasn't able to rest. I wasn't able to sleep. <laughs> I literally would not give myself a break until the task was done and until I felt proud of myself for it. Having said that, I had a little voice in my head growing up around the age of nine, that's when I first noticed the voice, that said, fuck it, I don't wanna go to school. I don't wanna go to college and I don't wanna go to university. I'm not going to school. But I was raised in a household with two other siblings and two parents that all had plans or did at one point attend university. And so I knew that not going to school was not an option for me. And I knew that even if they were okay with it, I would still feel like a failure because I wasn't following the rest of them. In elementary school, I was for sure gonna be an English teacher or a writer or a journalist or something that would take me down a university career path because I thought that that was what was gonna make me successful. I was wrong. And then high school came around and I took my first computer technology course in grade 11 and I instantly fell in love. And I thought, if this is an elective in school, this probably means that I can do something similar in college or in university. 
and after doing my heavy research, I was right. There were programs for what I was doing exactly that had all the programs and courses that I liked and I was excited. I was thrilled actually. I was like, this is my way of making school fun. This is my way of making school exciting again. And so I found the program of my dreams. But the only problem was that it was about an hour away from home and realistically, commuting takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy. This was before I got sick and I was even still contemplating this. Um, and so my parents said to me, you know, you can go to that university, but you'll have to commute. And I didn't want to do that. I said, no chance. I'm not going unless I live on residence. And I was expecting my parents to pay for it. But they've always been against residence. They didn't have the money for it. They said that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to find a way to pay for it. So that dream quickly died away and I had to get real and, you know, um, choose the more practical choice, the wiser choice, which was to stay home, to go to the community college near my house, which my dad works at, meaning that I would get tuition for free. Now, I was still attending a very similar program, but as I was a part of it, I began to realize that I wasn't being challenged at all and I, quite frankly, wasn't learning anything because I'm mostly self-taught and I took courses in, in high school and stuff like that and most of these people in my program were beginners and so I was often either way too ahead of the game that I was bored or just, like, sitting around and not learning a thing. Thankfully, or I guess, unfortunately, it could really be either or, I got sick in March of 2020 which meant that my first semester quickly came to an end and I was forced to take a year off. At first, I said to myself, I'm taking a year off and I'll be back next year. That was like the plan. And I said to my mom and to my family, I said, yep, don't worry, taking a year off and I'll be back next year. I did a lot of thinking within that year. And I also was really stressed before beginning that year because you know what happens to someone when they equate their self-worth to achieving things and all of a sudden they have nothing to achieve, I was terrified of what would happen to me. I was terrified of what would happen to my self-worth. I remember having conversations with my therapist and telling her like, I don't think I'm gonna be productive this year at all. And I worry about that because Paula without being productive isn't Paula. And immediately my therapist stopped me in my tracks and she was like, what do you mean by productive? What is your definition of productive? And I guess I had to think about that one for a second, you know? I thought really long and hard about it, but I was just like, immediately the images were flashing through my mind of seeing like straight A's on my report card, of acing that exam, of getting the job, landing the internship, you know? My version of productivity instantly came back to academic validation. And immediately I knew that something was wrong because I had gone years of my life thinking that if I did well in school and if I got the job, I was successful and I was productive and at the end of the day, that's what helped me sleep at night. This was a big shock for me to realize and identify that this is what was going on and even more of a shock to realize that I was gonna have to change my definition of productivity, whether I liked it or not. I quickly had to learn that being productive sometimes meant getting out of bed and getting yourself a glass of water. Sometimes it meant taking your medication or going for a five minute walk to the mailbox and back. I had to learn to treat even the small wins as big wins so that I could alter my definition of productivity. Now, this wasn't an easy process. It definitely took some time and a big, big learning curve. And I shed a lot of tears being extremely hard on myself and I still am. There are some days where I'm just, I can't get out of bed. Like I'm just lying in bed and I'm extremely like depressed and hard on myself because I feel like I'm not being productive enough. I talked about that a little bit in, in another episode, but that 
quickly had to change for me and I quickly started to realize that lying in bed on those days where you simply cannot do more is the best form of productivity that you can exercise. In my time off, my only mission was to rest and recover. I vividly remember writing this in my notes app on my 2021 goals being like, your mission this year is to learn how to do nothing and enjoy it. Because I remember that some of the hardest moments that I had were the moments where I realized that I was not going to school anymore and I was no longer working. And once again, it all came back to what am I worth if I'm not doing anything? I was constantly telling my family and my friends, like, I was so upset over dropping out because I didn't want to lose my momentum. I said, listen, I'm on the treadmill right now and things are going so well and I already have so many brand partnerships and, you know, my my business is flourishing and this and that. And I was just like constantly going back to everything that I had going for myself at the moment that I wasn't even worried about how I was really doing. I had this mentality while I was going through high school that as long as I put in the work, as in studied more, and I showed up, as in to class, I would get straight A's and I would go to the college program of my dreams and I would end up getting the internship for Vox Media. That was literally my dream and that was my plan. Step by step, I followed it up until the moment that I graduated and enrolled in the program. That was me as an 18 year old thinking, I'm invincible, nothing can touch me. As long as I'm working towards my goal, I will get there. Well, guess what, Paula? You got sick. Health got in the way. Health is what put my life to a complete stop. And in that moment, I looked around, left and right, behind me and in front of me, and I said, where do I go now? What do I do now? And like I said, it was hard for me to realize that my job was simply to do nothing. I remember crying. I remember saying, this is a setback. I'm not gonna move anywhere. I'm not going anywhere in my life. I'm gonna be sick forever and I'm not gonna be able to achieve the the dreams that I had and the goals that I had and all that. I thought that if I got off the treadmill, that's where I would stay, but I was so wrong. I was so incredibly wrong because in those moments where I sat in my bed and I woke up in the mornings and had the opportunity to decide Okay, Paula, what do you want to do with your day? I learned so much about myself. It was no longer, you have to get this assignment done, you have to get this test handed in, you have to get ready for this exam, and oh, on top of all that, you have this much work to do outside of school. It was now a matter of, Paula, do you want to go thrifting today? Do you want to read a book today? Do you want to, you know, work on your crafts? I was all of a sudden back to how they handled us in pre-K where they would give us, you know, a list of activities to do that had nothing to do with them testing us, but instead it was us being in contact with ourselves. I thought that I would be doing nothing, but in reality, I've been doing everything and more. Not only did I let myself rest, I let myself recover mentally and physically. I let my creativity flow and I learned so much about my dislikes and my likes and my interests and stuff that I really could care less about. I learned the value in life and how exciting life can be when you're not overworking yourself and pushing yourself past your breaking point. I learned how beautiful life could be if you're just lying on a beach with your family telling stories. All of that to say that 2020 me would have said, Paula, you're doing nothing. Why? Because I wouldn't have thought that I was working towards anything, but she was so wrong. I was working towards everything that I am today and the version of myself that was being suppressed for so many years but has finally come to surface. All of that to say that my year off 
was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because I changed opinions and plans and goals in regards to everything. I wanna be free for the rest of my life. I wanna be free for as long as I can be free because that's the word that I would use when describing my time off, free. I have never felt so liberated, so at peace, barely any stress has been let into my life and that's because I've been super selective about what I let in which has overall been so much better for me in terms of my mental and physical health. Stress is one of the things that will flare me up in an instant. And I know that other people with chronic illnesses probably experience the same because when the body is in stress, the body lights on fire as if you're pouring gasoline and dropping a match on top of it. When I was overworking myself and doing way too much at once, I remember literally calling my mom into my room one night because I was having a mental breakdown. I was at my mental break point. And within two weeks, I landed myself in the hospital. And that's when the beginning of the end started. That's when I got diagnosed. That's when I had 14 surgeries. My body was literally crying for help because I just wasn't giving it the time to do nothing and to rest. Now that I've had the time to do that 24-7, I still work, but I'm selective with what I do and I'm selective with what causes me stress and stuff like that. Now, I do have to be honest with you guys because like I said, it's a learning process. Everything is a learning process. You know, as you go through life, you get to know yourself more and more. And while you're getting to know yourself, you sometimes have to ignore what other people think to protect your peace. I am still practicing that part and I'm still sometimes bad at it. And I find myself struggling the most with the expectations that I had with myself years ago and the expectations that society has on me too. A part of me still thinks that I should go to school. The key word is should, because if you ask me, Paula, do you wanna go back to school? The answer is a no. I don't, I don't wanna go back to school. I don't see myself ever going back to school. If I do go back to school, I don't see myself being happy and thriving. And so the little voice in my head in around November started to tell me, Paula, it's time to gear up. It's time to get moving. It's time to pack your bags and move along. And whenever I would think that, I could just picture myself moving out and going to school. Because I'm at that age, I'm 20, I missed the years 18 and 19 because I was sick, but around this time is when people usually start going to school and they start moving out of their parents' house and they finally become adults. And so that little voice in my head was telling me, you know, you've rested for long enough, you've done nothing for long enough, it's time to get serious and, you know, be productive. Again, that voice came back because it's always gonna be there. It just takes practice to finally shut it up. Um, so I thought about it long and hard and I kept on telling myself internally, you don't have to go back to school. Nothing is forcing you to go back to school. You have the privilege of staying at home with your mom and your dad and your family and you have a roof above your head and you don't have to worry about bills and that kind of stuff. I am so lucky to not have to worry about that. And still, I thought that I should go to school and I should move out. No idea why, it just felt like something that I had to do. To be fair, every single time that I would go to the doctors or that I would like see an old friend from school, everybody would ask me, oh, so what are you studying now? That's like the question that everyone asks you around this age, right? And I would have to answer with, oh, I actually dropped out. 
and sometimes I could actually like feel the energy shift. So that definitely played a part in how I was feeling in regards to school. And um, I finally got to the point where somebody asked me in the supermarket one day and the next day I came home, I opened up my laptop and I had the Ontario University application thing right in front of me. And I said, I'm doing this. I'm doing this just to prove to myself that I could if I wanted to. And I'm doing this just to give myself the satisfaction that I tried, okay? And I said to myself, you know, I'm gonna leave it in the hands of the universe and if I get in, then I get in and I'm going and if I don't get in, then another year off. That was the plan and it was not a very smart plan because one, I never wanted to go. Two, I wasted the money applying. And three, I never wanted to go. In my head, I just felt like I really had to. I knew that my intentions, my goals, and everything had just shifted entirely, and I did it just to get it over with. Two weeks later, I get a notification from my school, and it's an acceptance letter. I didn't accept, and I haven't declined. It's literally just sitting there, open, in my inbox, waiting for a yes or no, and I mean, I still don't know. Sometimes I'm like going back and forth and I'm like, yeah, if maybe if I get a full ride and maybe if I get a good scholarship and maybe if I find the place in my dreams, I'm relying on all of these ifs to see if the universe wants me to go there. But that, it doesn't work out that way sometimes. I know deep down I don't wanna go and that should just be an easy hard no for me. But again, I told you guys, this takes practice. It's a process. You're not just able to shut that voice off. It takes a while until you can. I learned a lot this year. I learned that my peace is priority. So is my healing. My health is above all. And let me just tell you guys right now that no job is worth sacrificing yourself for. There is no job that is worth the stress of working so hard that you send yourself into a ridiculous flare. Because I'll tell you right now, that company will replace you quicker than you think and they'll replace you tomorrow and they'll move on so there's no point of you bending over backwards and exerting yourself and and doing great lengths for this job that at the end of the day could put you in such a predicament that could sacrifice your well-being entirely it's just not worth it your happiness is worth it your peace is worth it Doing what makes you happy is worth it. And I understand that there are bills to pay and having a chronic illness is so ridiculously expensive. And you know, we have to keep on top of certain things and money is money. At the end of the day, we all need it. But I can guarantee you also that you could go from the job you have today to another job and they would probably pay you enough so that you could still live and pay for all the things that you need to pay for. But you would be happy and at peace. I learned that the hard way. I learned that I didn't have to bend over backwards for a job that was literally minimum wage. Tell me why I was doing the most at Baskin Robbins, like working 12 hour shifts, running the entire store by myself at like 15. When my bosses literally could care less who ran the store or how they did it. But I was working myself so hard to the point where like I had to quit because I physically couldn't do it anymore. I don't know if you guys are up to date with my life, but my career plans have changed entirely. I'm now a health advocate. I'm a chronic illness advocate and a public speaker. That's what I do for a living now. And I, I make money doing it, which is absolutely amazing that I get to make money doing the thing that I love most. At the end of the day, I asked myself constantly, where do I feel like my purpose is being practiced to its full potential? And that's where I would go. I went where I felt that my soul was being fed and nourished and 
I'll tell you guys right now, if you go in that direction, in the direction that you're most passionate about, in the direction that you feel that you are meant to be, you will thrive in more ways than one. You'll be surprised at where you end up. I know that I talked a lot about my own personal experience in this episode, but that's because I think that a lot of the feelings that I experienced in the last couple months in my life or whatever um, are universal to many and are experienced by many, especially people in this chronic illness community. If I was to give myself advice as if I was my own friend, I would say to be gentle with myself because it'll all work out. Right now, it probably feels like a setback. It's not. It's a redirection. It doesn't mean that your life is on pause. It means that life is sending you another way, a way that you didn't know was even possible going for you to explore and learn new things. And there is so much opportunity for growth and self-discovery and all those wonderful things if you go down that path. You just have to give yourself the grace while you do that because it's hard going into unknown territories. It's a little scary at first, but once you do, I can guarantee you that you'll be so glad that you did. I hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Hopefully next week's episode will be put out in time, crossing my fingers and hoping to do it for you guys. As always, send me messages on Instagram privately or comment them on my TikTok about topics that you want me to cover because at the end of the day, I want to talk about things that you guys want to hear about, so... Be gentle with yourself. Give yourself the grace that you deserve. And if this week was a hard week, I hope that tomorrow's a little bit easier for you. I love you guys. Mwah.